Hello and welcome to Mortgage Insider from Barclays, the podcast series for mortgage brokers. I'm Phil Spencer. You may know me from a certain TV property programme. What you might not know is that I trained as a surveyor and launched and ran one of the UK's first ever property search companies. In this series, I'll be using my experience to get to the heart of the biggest issues in mortgage broking. You'll hear from industry leaders, brokers, as well as Barclays' own in-house experts. We'll share insight and expertise to help you navigate the challenges, the changes and the opportunities that lie ahead for intermediaries in 2023. This episode is all about having difficult conversations with clients. 1.4 million households face higher rates on their mortgages this year, with an average expected hike of £250 per month. Add into the mix higher living costs, particularly for energy, and pressure on household finances is set to increase during 2023. So, how can brokers approach difficult conversations with clients during this time? Well, I spoke to two to find out. Jane King is a mortgage advisor at Ash Ridge, and Sonia Matharu is a broker at The Mortgage Mum. Hi, Jane. Hi, Sonia. Great to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Let's, if, if we can, look at the big picture to start with. So interest rates have been rising, but most fixed rate borrowers haven't yet been affected. But there are a significant number of those fixed rate deals set to end this year. And we know that Household finances have been stretched by inflation, particularly, of course, energy costs. How do you two think all of this will affect the types of conversations that you'll have with clients this year in in relation to their affordability? And and there's been much made in the press recently about the end of these fixed rate deals. And and are, are are you having difficult conversations already, Jane? Well, I write to my clients around about six months before their rate comes to an end. And the feedback that I've had from Mm. them is that thanks to media coverage, a lot of them are already aware that this is not going to be an easy conversation to have. They know that their mortgages are going to go up. Um, It's just a matter really of how it affects them as individuals Mm. rather than, you know, um, what they read in the media. So I think preparation is all. I think you have to look up their past history, see where they were when you did the original mortgage, double check obviously what their situation is now. Um, And I have to say a lot of them, they will sacrifice other things to pay their mortgage. They're aware that it's going to go up. I think yeah. it's very regional as well. So in some parts of the country oh, really? where house prices are maybe lower at outset, the rise isn't going to be so bad. Whereas in if you've borrowed, I don't know, 900000 then your mm-hmm. mortgage is going to go up by 2000 a month and down to the other end of the scale. So I think it's a matter of trying to let clients know how it affects them as individuals rather than yeah. a a blanket coverages, which is what they're getting from the media. Okay. I mean, that's a fair point because there is a lot of sensationalism in the media, which they're all reading. So they were probably already scared before you ring them up. So maybe, I mean, in a roundabout way, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Sonia, how, how are you finding things? Yes, I'm finding that it is affecting everybody, but in different ways. So we've got some people who really don't have any scope for their mm. monthly um, mortgage payment to increase with everything else, you know, increasing yeah. as well. Then we've got others who, you know, it is affecting them, but they'll be looking at cutting back on like subscriptions or memberships and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I think, you know, what 
Jane said really is looking at everyone's individual situation and helping them accordingly mm. really is key. It is what it is, isn't it? We can't do yeah. anything about it. Um, and as you say, very rightly, home is everything. It, mm. It's our security. It's, it's yeah. where we live. It's where we raise our family. Uh, and that naturally takes priority. But it, that also means it's not just financial, it's emotional. And, and, and therefore it produces stress. Exactly. And I think when people see the headlines like interest rates are rising, people can't afford their monthly payments, it, it, you know, it instills yeah. panic in people. And they think, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage. My house is going to get taken away yes. from me. And there are so many things that happen um, before it gets to that point. And I think as us, as, as brokers, it's really important for us to, you know, get that message across to people. So, mm. you know, yes, it, it is worrying. Yes, your mortgage payment may go up, but try not to worry. Like there are options and we're here to guide you through it. That is literally our job. Uh, have you been having those Yeah, I have been. And I think, you know, even people who have, like their mortgages aren't due for renewal yet, but, you know, it's in a year's time or two, but they just want to know how it's going to affect them because they've seen all of mm. this press and they don't know how it's going to affect them and they just want someone to talk to really about it. Uncertainty is, is, is yeah. horrible, isn't it? It really Most is. people can deal with things. If if you know what's happening, you can deal with it. You can make a plan. Mm. But it's the uncertainty. Is, 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 is yeah. The I mean, yeah. I've had clients phone me whose rate isn't due to end for another 18 months. And they seem to think that you've got a crystal ball. And it's, well, what do you think rates yeah. will be like in 18 months? Yeah. And it's like, well, we don't know any more than you do. But all we can try and do is yeah. manage the situation as it is now. Um, but people do, as you say, they want someone to talk to. They just want to know that someone is going to have a look at it and see yeah. how it affects them. Mm. Mm. Sonia, um, how, how long have you been in the, in the industry? How long have you been advising uh, clients? About seven years. I think coming up to eight years now. Okay. So is mm. it fair to say that it, up until now, it's only been, it's, it's only been good news? You know, yeah. The interest rates have been extremely low. It's been quite straightforward, hasn't it? So it must have been a real shift for you. Yeah, it's been interesting because... Because, yeah, my career's like started out in a decreasing market. Yeah. Um, so it was good news. Your interest rate's lower, your monthly payment's lower. And I've even been able to <laughs> Sonia, take some to take some um, <laughs> years off of your mortgage term yes. as well. Great. And, and I'm kind of having, you know, slightly different conversations yeah. now. So it's opposite. Yeah. Opposite and of course, I've had to have some sort of difficult conversations between them. But obviously now it's a completely different market to advise in, um, mm. which, you know, and I know there's going to be many people... Um, who are in my kind of situation where they are fairly new to this and that's what they've been known for. And I've had, had these conversations with other brokers in this situation, but yeah. I think it's a really good opportunity for us to to learn and develop a new set of skills yeah. where we are having to have these types of conversations um, more frequently and mm. provide a new level of support to, to clients, yeah. really. Yeah. Jane, um, how are you dealing with... Perhaps the younger generation of clients who haven't, who haven't been through this before. They haven't perhaps had a mortgage or they haven't lived through a financial crisis before. Well, yes, us old people, you know, have been in, in, a, in this industry for about fifteen years because we did it. We did it all with the credit crunch. I mean, it was a, it was a totally separate set of circumstances, but it still had similar outcomes. Yeah. Um, so. You're absolutely right. There is a whole generation of people maybe hit their early 20s in 2009, 2010 who don't know any different. Um, and I think what's happened is it's now settling 
it's taken a while, but I think people have got used to the fact a couple of months down the line from the mini budget that this is how it is now. Yes. And that the rates that we had before were artificial and yes. they weren't going to last forever. And anyone that advised a first time buyer two or three, five years ago would have said, look, this is not going to last forever. Um, but I think it's taken a long time to settle. I think they um, have realised as well that they've got affordability issues now with interest rates going up. Um, so I think it's just been a time thing. So a lot of clients that didn't want to buy and thought, well, maybe we'll hang on a year. Now they've got used to the to yeah. the rates and they ring up their advisors and say, well, what's this going to cost a month, you know, et cetera. They're now thinking, well, actually, we, we'll start to dip our toe now because this is how it's going to be. And it might be higher than we're expecting, but at yeah. least it's going to be pretty stable, yeah. we think, from now on. We're not going to see any major ups, but then neither are we going to see any major downs. Yes. Um, so they've just it's just taken a while to settle that this is now what it what yeah. it's going to be like. Our new normal. Yeah. Yes. It is. The new mm. normal, you're right. But every time I get into a taxi and they say, what do you do? I get that. I remember when they were oh, 15. Yeah, same. Yeah. I just every tell someone something time. different. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when they were 15. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if you look at the long term average. We're probably about there, aren't we? In terms uh, you of know, interest I, I rates. think so. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. Interest rates at what, four? Yeah, yeah four, yeah. Three, four. Comfortably yeah. in the four percent yeah. going into to mm. the threes. Yeah. And I kind of look at that as like pre COVID yeah. times, mm. really, maybe a few years ahead of that, um, before that. But mm. I think we were always gonna get to this point. It was just a matter of when, like yeah. you said, we were in historically low rates. They were not sustainable, they were not going to be around forever. How how have you both I mean, have you had experiences with first time buyers conversations that have been particularly difficult? Or situations where people have been really surprised at what they can't do perhaps what i'm having at the moment is um some of my first time buyer clients are surprised that the mortgage payments are going to be higher than the the rent that they're currently paying so that's something that i haven't had yeah, very before. frequently before yes. um so having a lot of like detailed conversations into into that and obviously you know with the rent at the moment their rent may be that at that level but of course when their landlord perhaps goes to remortgage their buy to let property and has an increase themselves like it's probably going to come into yes. their rent and stuff and obviously just going through the fact that purchasing a property is an investment for yourself and you're mm. paying your own mortgage and having those kinds of conversations really so they get an understanding as to what that monthly payment really means yes. um for them so that they feel comfortable and things so that's come up for me quite a bit um but yeah, other than that, I can't think. Mine of has been really. There's, the, there's an awful lot of young people out there with an awful sense of entitlement <laughs> that they can have everything they want and still have a house. Um, so, for instance, I went to see a client some time ago now who had a brand new car in the drive on lease. So I said, "Well, we looked at affordability," and I said, "Well, if you get rid of the car, then your three hundred pounds a month lease, you know." will go and you can afford this flat that you yeah. want to buy. And then you look down the yeah. list of bank statements, there's hundreds of pounds a month going out. But when you, you know, politely suggest that if they want to buy a house, some of these things they may have to give up, mm. they look at you aghast. How, um, I just think, I want to keep you on, on the topic of difficult conversations because I think there'll be a lot of brokers out there who are having challenging conversations with clients and then clients are important to them to look after properly. I mean, they've not perhaps dealt with these conversations before do you think there are ways that they can prepare 
for, yeah. for, for, for those topics? I think preparation is all. I think know the client, even though you've probably dealt with them before, yeah. know them before you contact them so that you're, you're right up to speed. You know, check what, what their financial situation is now yeah. because there's normally something that can be done. And I think worst case scenario, a lot of borrowers stick their head in the sand and pretend it's going to go away. And we have to say to them, look, you know, mm. if you are struggling, you really must contact your lender. We'll do everything we can mm. to try and sort out a, a plan. But please don't just stick your head in the sand and think it's going to go away. And also don't be economical with the truth. Yeah. You've got to, they've, they've got to tell you. Yes. What's what's really going on? Yeah. yeah, and how they're feeling. And I think as yeah. brokers, it's our responsibility to create that safe space for them mm-hmm. because they're not going to tell you their deepest feelings if they don't feel comfortable enough to do that. Um, so I think that's really important. Okay. And also, I think as for brokers, I think it's really important for us to, like to get that balance between being um, empathetic. Yes. But also being direct with what the options are. Yeah. Um, because if you try to fluff it up too much, like things can get um, like mm. misinterpreted or like, yeah, you just want to be as clear and concise as possible, but whilst also being very empathetic to, you know, the situation and the client's feelings yeah. and things like that. And I think doing that whilst also offering solutions is, yeah. I is mean, really we're not important. We're not debt counsellors, let's put it that way. We can't, yeah. if people are up to their eyes in financial problems, we are not qualified mm. to sort those out. We can look at the mortgage and maybe a couple of other things, but if they've got problems, they need to yeah. go to, to the right people to and get that. we can that. direct them there. Yeah. Um, yeah I know it's it's it is tricky having these kind of difficult conversations and I, especially if you are like an empathetic person I am yeah. <laughs> so I know I'm from first like first hand but it's really important if you're know, brokers if you can relate to this um that it's just really important to remember that you've done everything that you have like in your power that you can possibly do um you found a solution even if it's not necessarily like the perfect solution Mm. you have fulfilled your responsibility and you shouldn't feel guilty even because when you are delivering the news you almost feel like it's you but it's not you need to remind yourself it's not you basically you take it very seriously. I Tonya. do. I'm I can so. See it's I do. I really do yeah. because these yeah. are people's lives. Yes, I know. I and totally it's, get it's, it. um, it's yeah, finances. See. It's emotional, yeah. and you know these are tough conversations. And and as brokers, I do think we don't talk about this enough. But we are dealing with heavy, heavy emotions, yeah. and we tend to take try and take it away from our clients as best as we can. But then we mm. can kind of end up storing them. So it's but be it really is, careful. But it is, of course, about. your client's decision. But I, I, I can imagine a lot of clients come to their broker, just tell me what to do. Yes. Tell me what to do. I can't. Yes. I'm sorry. We can present with options. We can present yeah. with options, but the final decision, you know, has got to be, has got to be theirs. Yeah. So I yeah. think, as, as you say, we have to be direct and not fluff it up. Yeah. Um, but have some empathy. Yeah. A lot of us will have dealt with these clients for 10, 15 years. It okay. could be the third or fourth time that we've come yeah. across them as part of the review process. And so it's harder when you've, you know, yeah. met them two or three times, yes. been around their house to do meetings, met mm. their children, and then you suddenly got to have this very difficult mm. conversation with people. But but let's let's um, let's brighten things up because it's not all bad news, is it? There, there's some there's some good news out there. Um, oh no, I you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is money to lend. There yeah, is money yes. absolutely. There. Lenders um, are yes, wanting yeah. to lend. Um, 2008, there was no money. Nobody wanted no. to lend. But, yeah. you know, there so, is money out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
there are people still getting mortgages. People are still purchasing properties. Like it's yeah. not all doom and gloom. It's just yeah. things might not quite look the way you perhaps initially thought yes. it would or how, yeah, or it, you just make it look slightly differently. But, yeah. you know, things are still moving forward mm -hmm. and there are options for for people, absolutely. It, Sonia, you use the term, and you're absolutely right, the new normal. Mm. We, we are where we are. The, the economy is where it is mm -hmm. and um, it's not where it was. But that's the nature of things. Every market is cyclical. That's the kind of definition of a marketplace, isn't it? Things change and... and We've got to adapt with them. Yeah. Nobody likes making these big emotional financial decisions when there's uncertainty about. And there is a bit of that about at the moment. It's not as good as it once was. But... No. But like you said, you know, it all it comes round. And I think that's what we in, uh, kind of sign up for when we are, you know, committing ourselves to a mortgage, by purchasing a property and things yeah. like that. Like it is kind of what's to be expected no one can ever predict the market no and um it's kind of part and parcel of it really i i, I suppose people try and make these big decisions they are big important decisions but it's not a it's not a 25 year decision because if you decide that you've actually made the wrong decision you can come back to your broker and change things around can't you is that in terms of the the like mortgage products yes. and things? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You, you, I mean, obviously, a... you don't you don't want to do that, but no, I think the biggest problem with that is if if there is negative equity, you know, if you have put your five percent deposit down and then decided that actually it's not for you, so the property goes back on the market. There's always that yeah. small risk yeah, um, of negative equity. Um, but then we've had other things. We've had the cladding issue, mm. which has caused more difficult conversations because people can't sell by remortgage that hopefully now is coming to an end so it's not just high interest rates we have to have tricky conversations with clients all the time death of a partner you know i'm on my own what am i going to do i can't afford the mortgage it's not just yeah. interest rates but they're they're the ones that this is the subject that's focusing our minds sure. at the moment another example of tricky conversations is like credit reports between couples or people purchasing with each other mm. so if there's like adverse credit other partner doesn't know about it Oops. tricky conversation, tricky conversation. <laughs> um yeah, yeah you can't have this high street mortgage um but you're gonna have to perhaps look at this yeah these are the I've reasons had the same. Like, it's yeah. amazing how many secrets people keep from yeah. each other um, it never ceases really? to amaze me yeah yeah so yeah very well, that's a regular yeah well, partners don't regular, know what yeah. their partners earn they don't know that they've got loan for something yeah. they you know they don't look at each other's bank statements because mm -hmm. they okay. just don't so it all sometimes comes as a bit of a revelation i've sat in a meeting and i've said to the the couple do you know our children in your plans within the next few years one says yes one says no yes i've actually i've seen that house hunting mm. and they look at each yeah. other and it's like uh would you like yeah. to like discuss it and we'll talk yeah. about it Come you know back. another day we'll circle but back to that they're, they're, they're conversations that partners don't have with each other so mm. when you turn up yes all this stuff sort of comes out. Mm. <laughs> it's like it's therapy. It's a good job you did turn yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. like brokers and therapists yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Couples counsellors. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's amazing what turns up in these meetings. Yeah. Could I just get your, your thoughts on, because there's been quite a lot of sensationalist or what I perceive to be sensational headlines in the press about that I think it's 1.4 million people are coming to the end of a fixed rate term. And they've been on phenomenally low interest rates, brilliant, brilliant mortgages. Can you just talk for a minute or two about it? Should we be concerned? Should those people, people be concerned? Or, or if they've owned their property for three or five years, does the rise in equity 
over those three or five years sort of counterbalance the fact that that they're going to not be on the same mortgage rate that they once were because they've got a different loan to value? Mm, yeah, so... Coming um coming to the end of a fixed rate, um, there shouldn't be worried. What you know, you said earlier, your broker should be contacting you with mm. plenty of time really to kind of warn you of your interest rate, well, remind you of your interest rate expiry, um, well in advance, mm-hmm. ideally six months, to give enough time to explore your new options, catch up with you, see you know what like you said, um, how that mortgage balance has been reducing. Yeah. Has there been any increase in your um, property value as well seeing what that new loan to value looks like because yeah like right like you rightly said um it could mean that we could be looking at more competitive rates on the market due to the lower loan to value yeah um and then also just looking you know at all obviously of course there are other um any changes of their situation lifestyle circumstances and sure. things and advising accordingly on that and yeah mm. help them with what what they do next really okay yeah, and I think they need to be a little bit open-minded as well because recently, um, I mean, everybody, well, most people want a fixed rate. Mm. Um, but recently, it's been a good idea to move people onto base rate trackers Yes. Um, because they were so much cheaper, you know, fee-free, no early repayment charges. I've got a lot of clients sitting on these who are just waiting okay. for rates to drop so that then we can then hop them onto back onto fixed rates again. Mm. That's becoming less and less justifiable as tracker rates are now going up because base rates have gone up mm. fixed rates have come down a smidge so that gap now between trackers and fixed are getting narrower and narrower so maybe the argument for a variable rate now is gone mm. and we're back mm. looking at fixed to fixed but as you say with the amount of money a lot of people made paper profit people made during covid on the value of their houses and it's very regional so in some parts of the country people will have made a lot in mm. other parts maybe yeah. not so much yeah. if it pushes them into that lower um, loan-to-value band, then, yeah, they're going to pay a tad less. But if you look at the difference between the loan-to-value bands, it's not a great deal. Okay. It's, it's okay. a smidge, really, right. isn't it? It's it's not a lot. Well, Jane, Sonia, great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for Thank coming you. in. Thank good, you. Good to see you. Um, keep doing what you're doing, because it is difficult <laughs> times. Well, it's, uh, it's not difficult times, but it's changing times. Mm, and, it and that's when people really need their brokers on site. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Jane King from Ashridge and Sonia Matharu from The Mortgage Mum. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Barclays. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Insider. I'm Phil Spencer and this has been a Fresh Air production for Barclays. Please rate, review and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. <laughs>